Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour, bonjour. So happy to be with you. So grateful. I'm just uh, coming back from my spiritual counseling training intensive and my stop playing small retreat in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina, where it's such a treat to do the deep work together. And today we have a guest, a wonderful, wonderful guest. She's been on the radio show before. Uh, we have the wonderful Tama Keeves, author Tama Keeves. Hey, Tama, you want to say hi? I'm glad to be here. It's great to be here. Yeah. And uh, Tama and I have done a number of uh, radio shows together, a number of Living A Course of Miracles classes together. And uh, I'm going to get into all that, tell those of you who might be less familiar with Tama all about her. But first, we're going to pray. So I'm going to invite everybody to take a breath. And let's just move into our heart. I like to place my hand on my heart and give myself over to the higher Holy Spirit self. We're grateful and thankful that we can change our minds. We're grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to step into an awareness of our very nature as being perfect love now and forever. We are grateful and thankful to give up any idea that our life is not working, not great, not beautiful. Our Pure, perfect potential is shining forth in our heart and in our mind. We're giving up all sense of feeling out of sorts or separate from divine source. We are grateful and thankful to come together for the purpose of remembering the truth, remembering the wholeness, remembering the freedom that is our natural state. We are grateful and thankful to step into our true identity as pure spirit. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, so today we're here with uh, the just one of my truly one of my favorite people to talk to on the planet, Tama Keeves. And she has a beautiful new book, Thriving Through Uncertainty. And we're going to hear all about that. I love, I, mean, I just love the chapter headings in this book. There's so much, we're, we're never going to get to even just a little bit of it. So I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get this book. And the thing that I love about Tam Keeves is, uh, like me, she's all about that practical in, uh, practical application of A Course in Miracles. And uh, so I'm, I'm, for those of you who aren't familiar with her at all, uh, she's written some fantastic books, really helpful books. This Time I Dance, Creating the Work You Love, Inspired and Unstoppable, Wildly Succeeding in Your Life's Work, A Year Without Fear, 365 Days of Magnificence, and now Thriving Through Uncertainty, Moving Beyond Fear of the Unknown and Making Change change work for you. We're living in a time of tremendous change and Tama knows how to help us navigate that following the principles of A Course in Miracles and uh, uh, Tama is, uh, speaks all over the world. She's been 
featured on all kinds of TV shows and Oprah Radio and and different things like that, not just Living a Course in Miracles <laughs> classes with me in this radio show. And I really... Uh, just for those who aren't that familiar with you, Tama, let's just start with your connection with A Course in Miracles. Because you're a Course in Miracles teacher out there in Colorado, and you're, I get your emails, and I always hear about the wonderful things you're doing, uh, sharing A Course in Miracles. And uh, you also do one-on-one coaching. You still do coaching? I do. I do. Yeah. And for people who might be interested in writing a book, Tama is an expert on that. She coaches people on how to do that. And uh, so many, many offerings at TamaKeeves.com. But just uh, I always love hearing uh, about your coming to A Course in Miracles. And how many years ago was that now? Oh, my God. I've been teaching it for almost 20, 26 years Twenty-six yeah. years, and 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 by the way, you know, I, I teach it live in Colorado and Denver, but we teach it virtually all over the world. You know, so anybody can tune into my classes, and it's been an amazing community. Um, so, you know, basically, basically, I came through a course of miracles. I think, like most people do, when your world is falling apart, you know, when 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 your traditional views of security has completely changed, or life isn't working for you, and so you know my backstory a little bit. Of uh, you know, I had uh, I had always wanted to write when I was a kid. That was my dream, and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, to an Orthodox Jewish family. And so uh, my mother said something like, you're going to write, you're going to starve. <laughs> you know, and that was that. You know, and then she said something like, what, you can't get a job on Sundays? And, you know, get, you, you get a job and you'll write on the Sundays, you know. And, and so I learned early on, like a lot of people, don't do what you love. Don't do what means something to you. Don't do what rocks your world, what moves your soul, what lights you up. Stay practical stay safe, right? And so I went off to law school and I got accepted to Harvard Law School and I graduated with honors from Harvard Law School and I was on partnership track in a major, major law firm and I was so unhappy. It, it just felt meaningless to me because if you're not doing your soul's work, if you're not living your destiny, if you're not following the love inside you, it's supposed to feel meaningless. It's supposed to hurt. That's, that's spirit's way of letting us know there's so much more for us. And so I, at one point, one friend, a friend of mine said to me, you know, think about it. If you've been this successful doing something you don't even love, what mm. could you do with what you love? And mm. that's what rocked my world. And I finally just walked out of everything without a plan, uh, without, uh, without resources. So I am queen of uh, uncertainty. And I found A Course in Miracles <laughs> shortly after that because you become very open-minded when you're scared, right? When you're, mm-hmm. when you're scared. And I had been very um, skeptical about a spiritual path and, you know, anything woo-woo or different. Or, but I'd, I had just experienced a life where I had done all the right things and I had taken the linear path and I had, quote, succeeded and it had not brought me happiness. Mm-hmm. And so now I was willing to look at what would really bring me happiness and has. For the past 30 years, I've, I've studied and taught A Course in Miracles and Thriving Through Uncertainty is, uh, is all about using A Course in Miracles to get past whatever uncertainty you're in. I am so on fire with what you're sharing in this book and how helpful this book is for people. And one of the things I talk with so many people about is self love and self acceptance, but also self nurturing and self care. And a lot of people tell me, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. And you have a chapter or a section in chapter one. It's impossible to create a bad life if you're good to yourself. Mm-hmm. Can you please share why that is so true? 
Absolutely. And and you nailed it. It's all about self-love. It is impossible to create a bad life if you are good to yourself. And what that means for me is because in, in leading a creative life, you know, my again, my dream was to be a writer and there are no linear steps for this and, and living mm-hmm. an inspired life. For me, it all came down to the relationship I had with myself because at every single instant you have this negative voice talking to you, this painful voice talking to you, this excruciatingly painful voice talking to you. And we're not taught how to love ourselves. We're not taught how to champion ourselves, how to advocate ourselves. And I think that's what the Holy Spirit is. I think the Holy Spirit, that the highest spirit, the loving spirit, is the ultimate champion within us. And so for me... I had to learn how to listen to that voice and how to trust it and how to open up to the choices it was advocating, which is always about loving ourselves, always about seeing ourselves as greater, always about taking that next step. And for me, it's a constant practice because the voice you listen to inside yourself will determine your whole life. And and you don't even realize you're not being loving to yourself. You think mm-hmm. you're being practical. You think mm-hmm. it's good judgment. You think your mother was right about you or, you know, it's true. You can't succeed. And, and you know, living an inspired life or on a spiritual journey, we are opening up to capacities we don't even know we have. We are opening up to a world we don't even know we have. And, and, and I believe each of us in our own ways is meant to be a leader of this world, of this light. But it all starts from that self-love. It all starts from that kindness because I can't hear the voice of spirit if I'm being mean to myself. Mm-hmm. I can't hear that loving voice if I'm being cruel to myself. My spirit would never be cruel. And so it's a constant practice of how to learn, how to, how to listen to that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's about really vibrating with love. And when we're vibrating with love, then like attracts like, and we Mm. start to hear the intuition and the inspiration. Like when you were just talking about your mom and her panicking at the very (laughs) idea of you writing, it's such a tremendous act of self-love that you said, I'm, I'm going to do this anyway. I love myself enough to do this anyway. And people don't have to make that dramatic a shift, but so if people just wish to start to shift that vibrational energy, what's something that you've seen really works for people? You know, there's, there's a few things just quickly. Um, so first of all, I really believe that anything you love doing, anything that mm. feels good to you, mm-hmm. that spirit's voice. Mm-hmm. And most of us are fighting it back, like, oh, don't be stupid, you can't be a writer, or don't be stupid, you know, um, you have work to do, you shouldn't go ride your bike, or you shouldn't think about traveling, or you shouldn't, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. again, I think that if you do something you love, anything you love, if you love knitting, if you love mm-hmm. walking, if anything you love, if you do that, it literally changes your brain chemistry, it literally calms you down, it really connects you, and you're more like likely to hear the voice of your spirit or the voice of your soul. Um, the other, I mean, just, that's just a quick thing. And, uh, you know, something that for me has saved my life every single day for all these years, because again, by the way, as you know, in, in practicing this, you'll be inspired, you'll be connected, you'll be on fire, and then all of a sudden you'll lose it. You know, it's all of a sudden like, oh my God, what was I thinking? I'm disconnected. I can't feel it. You know, I, I you know. And so for me, I've had to find techniques that continuously connect me. And so I have a technique in the book Thriving Through Uncertainty called the Inspired Self Dialogues. And it's just something I've done for years. It's a journaling technique. And it's just basically where you write down your fears or your concern or what that negative voice is saying. And then you write back to yourself from that love. You Mm -hmm. write back to yourself from what you imagine your spirit, the highest love, the highest grace would say to you. Or sometimes when when I'm teaching workshops uh, or retreats and people can't hear that voice, I'll often ask them to think about, well, what would you say to your best friend or to your child? Mm -hmm. Because we all have that loving voice inside us. We all have Mm -hmm. it, you Mm -hmm. know. And so, again, it's so important to recognize that at every single moment of your life, 
there is another way to see this. There is a loving voice in you. There is a peaceful voice in you that can guide you no matter what you're going through. And so for me, the Inspired Self Dialogues, and I, go, I, I talk about it a lot in the book, but uh, is just one technique that really helps you access that. Oh, so great. Because that, I, uh, like you say in, in, in your book, that th- this is really the key to, to making a, a shift. You, it's impossible to create a bad life if you're good to yourself. So people worry, how am I going to create a good life? Instead of doing that, they put their intention, uh, attention on loving themselves. Then the insights, the inspiration are going to come to them. And because like attracts like, people who are more loving and have more love to share naturally start to show up in your life and then the the life you desire that life of happiness and feeling in the flow of goodness Mm -hmm. it it just starts to come and people find it hard to believe that shifting your vibration like that by focusing on love can make that big a difference Mm -hmm. but we know it's true because we've proved it oh my god oh my god yes you know, and I mean, just, just, you know, when I wrote my first book, This Time I Dance, my, my biggest miracle, you know, one of the biggest miracles happened that way. And it's exactly what you were just saying. I think it's because of changing the vibration of, mm-hmm. again, doing something you love and being true to yourself, even when you're scared, but staying true to that, listening to that inner voice and going all the way with that, for me, is such a, it's such an act of courage, and it and it really does change your vibration because, again, you know, when I was writing my first book, I didn't have an agent or a contract or a publisher or anything. I just had this inner voice that just kept saying, you know, do this. You're called to do this. This is right. And it felt right to do it, even though I was terrified. Um, and, by the way, like, doing it for me was the greatest act of self-respect. You know, there was just so much self-respect in doing something that you really want to do, even if other people aren't supporting you, even if other people aren't showing you how. And mm-hmm. I, I finally self-published that book. I, you know, I spent 12 years writing it. I didn't have an agent, didn't have a contract, nothing. You know, part of me the whole time was doubting maybe I'm a mad woman, maybe I'm delusional, maybe I'm just, cr- you know, crazy hearing what I think I want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. we all do this. Um, and after I self-published it, I got an email out of the blue that literally said, your fairy godmother has arrived. And it was from a vice president of marketing and publicity for Random House. Mm -hmm. And she was in a career transition, and she found my self-published book, and she had said, this is the best book I've ever read on Finding Your Calling. I want to get it to a major New York house. She got it to the publisher of my dreams. They not only published that book, they kept the exact wording, they kept the exact title, they bought my second book, they bought my third book, and they've just released this book. So... (laughs) I always look back at that thinking, what if I hadn't listened? What if Mm -hmm. I hadn't followed that voice? What if, you know, to Mm -hmm. your point about the vibration of that act of self-respect, that act of I'm going to give myself that chance. I don't know what happens in this world, but I'm going to show up and give myself that chance. Mm -hmm. That's what opened up everything. So in your book, uh, you have your, your second chapter is one of my, my favorite topics. And I, I, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, uh, uh, about this finding faith when you're freaking out, because that is, it's a golden moment when you're freaking out and <laughs> you don't want to miss it. You don't want to think it's about, Something it's not. So tell us all about it. Um, absolutely. You know, so I think, I think really to, to your point of that, this is a golden moment. You know, yes. we are learning, we are learning that your response to your life is your life. It's not about the circumstances. It's not about the conditions. It's not about what you, th- about what physically is happening. It's again what we think is happening and how we respond to it. So I always have to remind myself that my response to my life is my choice and my response to my life really is my life because that's what I live. And so, mm. 
to your point when, you know, like I, I, you know, wrote that, you know, finding faith when you're freaking out, right? Because that's when most of us are like, oh my God, where is that faith? Where is that God? Where is this? Where is the Holy Spirit now? And for me, these are the practice moments. These are the moments like, okay, you know, you're up now, batter up, you know, like we've learned these tools, we've learned these techniques. Now we're going to choose to use them. And at every moment, it's all about what I put my focus on, where I place my attention. So just a quick technique that I use, and it's from A Course in Miracles, uh, you know, just a, a quick one just as a, to show you a shift of this, is that let's say you're freaking out, you know, like, so I help people find their calling and their dreams, and I often have situations where somebody will tell me, oh, my God, Tim, I better try to get this job, and they didn't call me back, and, and so you're going through, like, some negative spiral, you know, you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm too old, it's too late, I should have done this, I shouldn't have done that, and, you know, in 1990, I shouldn't have whatever, I mean, like, we all have this junk in our heads, and we're on that negative spiral, and I'll always use that line from A Course in Miracles that says, I don't know what anything means. I don't know what anything means. So if, if you know, you're responding, to, you're thinking, oh, my God, this recruiter, this job person is never going to call me back. I'm not that good. I screwed up the interview. I don't know what this means that they're not calling back. It mm-hmm. could mean that they're researching how to pay me more. It could mean that they're thinking about me. It could mean that she's out there robbing a bank. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you don't know anything. You know, but we're ma- and, and, you know, what the Course in Miracles does or any deep spiritual teaching, I believe, is, you know, it's, it's, it's not about affirmation and it's not just think pretty thoughts. It's not like if you're really in pain and you're really freaking out, just say a positive, happy thought. That doesn't work. You know, for me, it's about at least getting to neutral, at least undoing the painful spin I'm putting on it. So when I say, I don't know what this means, that means suddenly I'm available and I'm open and I'm receptive. And that's when spirit has a chance to to get through. Because when you have those negative thoughts going on and on, like I have cellulite and this and that and this is wrong and that's wrong and the economy and the government and when your mind is going on and on and on, spirit has no opening. There's no possibility of hearing anything else. And so what we're always trying to do, for me, the rest of my life is, if I'm not enjoying how I'm feeling, then I know I'm thinking wrong. If I'm not enjoying how I'm feeling, then I know I'm not listening to the right voice. And so it's Mm -hmm. all about how do I become open again? How do I release the painful thought that's in the way so that I can hear something else? Mm. Yes, and it's it's an act of self-love to Absolutely. do this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's an act of, you know, like to your point, it is an act of self-love. And it's also about being conscious and intentional. Most of us are, you know, just living unconscious lives a lot of times. And I think for me, a spiritual life is slowing down, slowing my mind down enough to realize I have a choice here. I always have a choice here. And that self-love is all about no matter what's going on, there's a way I can be kind. There's a way I can be loving. You know, there's another chapter I have in the book that says you're being given the chance of a lifetime. You're being Mm -hmm. given the chance of a lifetime because most of us, we want these opportunities. We want this chance to go after our dreams or to meet the love of our life or to get healthy. We want this chance. You know, like the very problem you think you have right now, you know, I can be in my head, you know, thinking, oh, you know, not enough people are buying my book or it didn't hit the New York Times or whatever junk I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself, honey, at the end of your life, you're going to think, oh, my God, I was in the game of a lifetime. I had this chance of, like, to be present and to choose again and to see how loving I could be. This is the chance of a lifetime. You know, wherever you are, you have the chance to begin again and to begin again and to open up to radical resources. And when we're no longer here, we don't have that chance. So whatever's going on, this is a chance to try something else. Yeah, it, it's, and if you, you're not thrilled with what you have, so hey, be willing to try something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in the, a little bit later in the book, you talk about trusting yourself. And 
That is uh, a biggie for a lot of people. They've betrayed themselves so many times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do they move into that place of trusting themselves so that they can really, like as you say, you will know what to do. How, how does that work? Mm, you know, I think that's the the biggest work for all of us is, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that is, that's actually one of my favorite chapters in the book because it's the thing I'm always learning, which is trust yourself and you will know what to do. Most of yeah. us do know what to do. We just don't trust it, you know, of even, even when, uh, even when I was um, practicing law and I didn't know, like, what am I going to do? And I, well, I don't know what else to do with my life if I don't do this. And I was, you know, seeing a therapist at the time and, and, you know, and I was just like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. And he'd always go, well, you know, you said you'd like to write. And I'd be like, yeah, but what am I going to do with my life? You know, I would mm -hmm. just like cut that <laughs> down, just shut that off, right? Because I just didn't trust. I didn't trust that my answer, my desire, my dream would be enough. And so for many of us, I deeply believe this is the grand experiment of your lifetime. Will you trust yourself. And like you said, we've disappointed ourselves so many times. Will we begin again? Can we try it again? Can we trust again? You know, so I, I tell a story um, in, in uh, Thriving Through Uncertainty where I was walking, um, uh, I was walking in this labyrinth. And part of it was uh, because Part, part of what I'm trying to teach in the story is how many times we don't trust ourselves because somebody else is telling us something else. Somebody else is telling us, oh, this isn't safe, or that's not practical, or that's not whatever. And even in the spiritual communities, we're being told what's spiritual and what's not, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had been traveling. I was in a speaking engagement, and some woman was hosting me and showing me her city and whatever, and, and I was just exhausted. You know, I was really tired. She'd run me around showing me everything was whatever and but I was trying to be polite you know and be nice and you know and so she tells me you have to go walk this labyrinth and everything in me did not want to walk <laughs> this labyrinth everything in me wanted to go back to the hotel and watch law and order you know like there's something very very basic and dumb I wanted to order Chinese food eat grease and watch bad tv that's really what I wanted but I was I was afraid to admit that or acknowledge that because she was saying oh you'll love this it's spiritual it's walking the labyrinth and so I kept I started walking this labyrinth like hating the experience because I'm tired and I'm exhausted and the whole time I'm angry I'm trying to like get get to the end already and then I finally realized you know what maybe my inner voice that's telling me how to nurture myself and to go back to the hotel is my spiritual voice maybe mm. the voice that's the, maybe the voice that's telling me you should be spiritual you should walk a labyrinth when you don't feel like it maybe that's not my spiritual voice and so i had to learn you know to listen to an inner voice is never going to make you feel bad. It's never going to make you feel do something that doesn't feel right to you. But so often we have labels and ideas of what we think we should do, what's economical, what's practical, what's spiritual. And this is an original, unbelievable, authentic path where you don't know. I don't know what's spiritual. I don't know what's practical. All I know is the instinct moment by moment by moment. And so for me, that was a huge lesson. I went back to that hotel and I watched Law and Order and it was holy, baby. It was so holy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so for me, trusting myself is a lot about learning not to listen to other people and not to listen to predefined labels, but to really be original and naked and, and just tr truly trust what's in my heart right now. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh my gosh, I feel, I always feel like we're, we're trying to shove as much as we possibly can in every time we have a conversation. And, uh, it's time for me to take a break. So we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back with more of Tama Keeves and Thriving Through Uncertainty. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk. We're living the love, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking with author Tama Keeves, whose most recent book is Thriving Through Uncertainty. And Tama is downloading to us uh, just some real how-tos. And i, I got to say, if you are liking what you're hearing, this is the whole thing about Tama's work. She's very practical, and she's very down-to-earth, and she is... A Course in Miracles through and through. So I really encourage you to check out her website, TamaKeeves.com, and all the things that she's doing because she's a house of fire. <laughs> and like attracts like. <laughs> is why we like each other so much. <laughs> house of fire, baby. <laughs> yeah. And we like to get things done. And I love this. In your book, you have a section about action. And that I love this line you have. Action isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Tell us more. <laughs> well, you you know that you know many of us uh, uh, leading spiritual retreats or or doing workshops of people are always thinking that um, spirituality is nice, but I need to take action and I need to get focused and I need to take the you know the plan. And I work with a lot of overachievers and and leaders and artists and entrepreneurs, and they're always asking me, "What action do I take? What action do I take?" And for me, the most important action you are ever going to take is your mindset. That really is the only action that's really, really important is because if you're coming at things from a negative mindset or a smaller mindset or a lacking mindset or a weaker mindset, you can take all the actions in the world and they will not be effective. Or you can take actions and they'll be dry as a bone. And so I'm, yeah. I, what I'm always teaching people, it's not so much about what we get done. It's not so much what we get done. It's about undoing. It's about undoing, undoing the belief that's in the way that says you can't have it, undoing the belief that's in the way that says you're not worthy, undoing the belief that's in the way that says there's one specific way to do this, there's a linear way, there's a, there's a program, and you have to do it the way other people do it. Uh, it's un, you know, for me, my own work, you know, I always teach what I'm learning, and, uh, and so I, in all my books, are that. All my books are, you know, my own lessons and and applying this and it's for me it's always been about undoing the limiting thoughts that I have and if I do that then inspired actions come then inspired resources show up then all of a sudden I get this creative idea and I do it and it takes and it's you know it has action and it has roots and it has legs and it goes somewhere so again you know, most of us think that we have to take the right actions. And again, I just can't say enough that it's all about the mindset. And I have another chapter in there where I call happiness is an action. Happiness mm. is an action. Getting happy is an action. And many of us feel really silly about this. You know, so I work with a lot of people and they're, you know, they're undoing things, right? So they're, they're debriefing, let's say, from a really painful career or a marriage or uh, an illness or whatever's going on. And you're healing or you're grieving or you're letting go or you're shifting ideas. But then you talk to somebody in your world, right? And you're trying to tell them, they're like, what are you doing these days? What's up? You know, and you want to tell them I did this and I did that and I did this. And, you know, really what you, what you really do want to tell them is I changed a thought. It was miraculous. Yeah. I changed the yeah. thought. I was feeling depressed. I was feeling scared. And I changed my own thoughts and opened up a whole world. But you can't say that to a normal person, right? Most, most right. of your friends are going to go, but what are you doing? And so I really wanted to uh, give legitimacy to that, that changing your thoughts is the most important thing you will ever do in this lifetime because it opens up everything. 
So uh, to me, happiness is an action. Uh, You know, caring for your mindset is the most important things you will do, and it will, will, like you said, it will change your vibration. It will change your uh, receptivity. It will ignite you. You will become a channel in a different way. You will meet different people. You will open up to different things. I'm in business for myself and have been for years, and I cannot even begin to tell you. I'm sure you know this too, Jennifer, of just, I know you do, of, you know, you're in one mindset, and all of a sudden you're not attractive, right? You know, like for me, if I'm scared or I'm feeling weak, it's like all of a sudden business isn't coming in, you know, and then you're like in this desperate, like, <laughs> which is not very attractive. <laughs> and yeah. then when I'm in that place of self-kindness and love and there is no lack and I remember who I serve and I remember why I'm here, all of a sudden everything shifts. And to me, it's amazing. It's just truly amazing. It, yeah, it's miraculous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It is. It's truly miraculous. Yeah. And, and, and that's a perfect lead in to, uh, your, your next section is about, it takes a different way to find a different answer. And that is exactly what A Course in Miracles is all about. And you have a section in there, uh, about stop figuring it out and how to listen like a lover of the truth. These are such practical steps for us. And if you can walk us through that, that would be great. Absolutely. I mean, just I can I can touch on it. <laughs> if you yeah. want me to walk you through it, baby, this is going to be taking a while. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fire, I'll <laughs> um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing that that people don't realize is that if you want a different answer, you have to do different things. If you want a different answer, you almost have to ask different questions. You have to, you know, it takes a different way to find a different answer. So, for instance, the, probably the biggest one is most of us are so mental and we're trying to figure it out and figure it out and figure it out. And we're trying to see our whole lives. We're trying to, you know, you get a whisper of an idea like, ooh, I'd like to go to France. You know, Jennifer talked about France in the beginning and, you know, like, ooh, I'd like to go to France. And then your mind is going to pounce on that, like, well, how will you do that? And how will that work? And how would that happen? And, and what steps do you need to take? And, and again, I want you to stop figuring it out, and I want you to let this out. And what that means for me, so again, if you're looking for a direction in your life, uh, it's about really relaxing and not jumping on the first whisper that happens and manufacturing it. And, you know, like I, I always tell my clients, okay, you cannot be Googling this while I'm talking to you. You cannot be Googling this answer. Like, how much does this make? Can I franchise this? How do I do it? How do I get my husband to agree to this? Because the Holy Spirit or your spirit speaks in, uh, like I have another chapter in there where I talk about following the breadcrumbs. And it's the Holy Spirit doesn't speak in terms of your whole life. It doesn't speak in terms of the whole map. It speaks in terms of this next moment and this next moment and this next moment. That's all it does. That's, and that's everything. It's a very here and now path. And your brain is trying to figure out all the things in the future. And your spirit is asking you to be here and do this and sample this. So an example I use, a metaphor that I use with a lot of uh, clients is that, you know, if you're trying to figure out your life, it's almost like you're on the surface of the water and it all looks the same and you can't see anything. It all looks the same. All your answers, I don't know, is it this, is it that, is it that? But when you relax and when you breathe and when you start to listen with incredible love and patience and accepting anything, it's almost then, then it's like you're scuba diving, then you're below the water and everything lights up. You see all these beautiful flowers. You see all these beautiful fish. You see all this beautiful life distinguished. You get different kinds of answers. It's a different realm. So from the realm of the mind, the top of your head, everything looks alike. When you drop down into your heart and your soul and your spirit, everything else opens up. There's something else for you. And you drop down by stop pushing. You you stop pushing. You stop demanding. You stop critiquing. And you receive. And you allow. And you allow spirit's timing to be spirit's timing. And again, going back to that self-love, the more that you're self, self-loving and you're kind, you're receptive. Other things come. I know this to be true. And it's practicing it, having the courage to practice. Mm-hmm. 
It, it is because it's a paradigm shift, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, most of us are in a world where people will say, again, but what are you doing? What are you thinking? What is your research? What is your, you know, on what are you basing this decision? <laughs> and, you know, like, and, and how do you say to them, well, I'm basing the decision because a yellow feather floated by, and I really took that as a sign, you know, and it really meant something to me because it does. We're speaking a different language. We're listening to the voice of spirit and the voice of love. It's a, it's a paradigm shift, which is why I am such a big believer in practice and dedication and practice and vigilance because you're my, you know these things. When you hear these truths, some part of you is resonating and opening up, and then some part of you will close down immediately afterwards because, um, because we're not hearing these voices on the evening news, because we're not hearing this voice on the Internet as much, and because this is a paradigm shift of so, a different way to live, a different way to breathe. But we are the thought leaders. We are the light bringers. We are the ones who are choosing life love instead of fear every single minute, which is why we practice a different way, which is why I urge people to dedicate themselves to teachers they resonate with or programs they resonate with or retreats or books, uh, you know, just be, uh, Facebook, anything that keeps you focused and in love and reminds you of who you are and what you can have. It's so important. It's life-changing. It's really, truly life-changing. Like you're saying, it's a paradigm shift. And as you're sharing here, Tama, what I'm feeling reminded of is Mm -hmm. we get into this thought that we have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I share all the time, no, we don't have to make it happen. We we call it forth. We allow it to happen. And that is such a big shift. It's such a big energetic shift. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you, and I know you know that that's, you know how to do that. I mean, you're a person of action, but you have learned that this allowing is so mm-hmm. critical to our happiness and our success. I wonder if you could, um, Share about that in, in terms of really h- how do we get the strength, the mm-hmm. inner fortitude and willingness mm-hmm. to trust this shift? Mm. That's a great, great question. You know, um, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's true to my heart. Um, that question is the thing that I live and breathe and struggle with every single day. I mean, just to uh, because I deeply believe that any anything you're growing with, where you're on your growth edge, or in this paradigm shift, it's it's ours to learn. And so, you know, I obviously come from a culture of striving. You know, of, mm. you know, take action, do better, get the A do that, get on partnership, I mean, like, strive, 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 and so you hear a path like, don't strive, allow, surrender, be, you know, these things were not in my DNA, you know, these things were not what's, uh, what was natural to my mind, and yet it is what's natural to my heart and my soul, and it is personally something I have practiced my entire career and will be practicing for the rest of my life because I guess for me, I proved to myself that I could, quote, succeed at a certain level if I knocked myself out. But what Mm -hmm. I came to realize was it wasn't success. It didn't bring me peace. It didn't Mm. bring me joy. Joy. And so, you know, there's a line by T.S. Eliot that says, there's no there there. You know, Mm. and so I think I learned a very, very painful way that as much as I think I want results, um, Mm -hmm. there's no there there. I want peace. I want love. I want connection to my spirit. I want to know I'm safe more than I want any of that. So for me and and the juice the joy for me of like at this point you know having my book succeed in the world and having people from all over the world write to me and say oh my god your books have changed my life and and I, you know and I follow you and uh, that kind of success is unthinkable and amazing because I'm doing what's in my heart to do. I'm saving my life. I'm living my deepest truth. And the fact that it's also succeeding in the world and I'm connecting with the people I most want to connect with, that's unbelievable. So, 
you know, so it is a practice, and I think it's, you know, because I still have that crazy mind that says you should be doing more. You should be doing more. How come you're not doing what they do? And you should do this, and you should do that. And I constantly have to go back to what would my spirit have me do? What would, you know, like, I, this isn't my plan. I, you know, I always teach you can't plan an inspired life. You are not going to plan an inspired life. When I told that story about, you know, how my first book got published, I couldn't plan that I was going to have a meltdown for 12 years writing it, and then some other woman's going to have a meltdown at the end of 12 years and find my book and get it to a major publisher. You can't plan that. But that's how an inspired life works. So it is the courage to listen to a voice that's in you but not of you, and to go slowly and to go moment by moment. And for me, it's practice. It is. It is practice. And and in the practice, we recalibrate. It's Mm -hmm. like uh, working out at the gym. You build up the muscle, and then what was once exhausting and painful and and difficult is then invigorating, and you look forward to it, and it's fun. It it shifts. It really shifts, but it does take uh, that willingness. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like I I even, you know, have a chapter in the book where I talk about um, waiting for the other shoe to fly. You know, instead of the other shoe to drop, the other shoe to fly, right? Because most of us start things, to your point, like you start recalibrating and things start going well and things are like, oh, my God, things are happening. Things are moving. This is incredible. And there's some stupid part of our brain, you know, and, and they, by the way, it's scientific. It's, it's the lizard brain, you know, it's the evolutionary brain that literally we think, okay, it's too good to be true. It's going to stop now. You know, reality's going to kick in. I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. This is too good. And I think we are all being asked to open up to this infinite love and to allow ourselves to be loved and to Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to have that love and demonstrate that love and ideally to help other people have that love too and demonstrate it. Because when when we see each other succeeding this way, it gives you hope and faith, right? That like, oh my God, you know, there's something amazing here. But again, we have such ingrained thoughts and such ingrained, it's cultural, it's, you know... It, it's uh, it's in our DNA to start being negative, to start doubting it, to start believing more in the fear and the pain than we do in the love. And so I'm always asking people to remember, what do you know when you're inspired? When you're inspired, what did you know about yourself? What did you believe? What did you feel? What did you experience? That's the truth about you. That's when you hit your note. That's real. Everything else is fear and everything else is burning away. <laughs> that's what we're practicing. <laughs> Oh, I can listen to you share forever. I really can. And there's so much more in this book. And we we don't have the, uh, very much time left, just a few minutes. So uh, I would like to ask you to to share with folks, what what programs do you have coming up? What, where can people, you know, I know they can all go to TamaKeeves.com, but mm-hmm. how... How can people do this work with you? What what do you recommend? So um, first thing, absolutely, is go to the website, TamaKeeps.com, and you can sign up for some free gifts that you get immediately on getting out of fear. And then that way you also get my newsletter so you'll know different events that are coming up. But um, you can take – I'll have another uh, Course in Miracles group will be starting really soon. Um, It starts in early June, so you can sign up for that with me, which I would love to have you. Uh, If you want to see me live, um, I have – all kinds of events, all over, depending on what part of the world or country you're in. Uh, I'm, I'm traveling a lot right now. I'm on tour, so I'm in a lot of different cities. Uh, I'll be in Dallas. I'll be in Chicago. I'll be in New York City. Um, there's just uh, all kinds of events. And I'm also doing a retreat on this book. If you're really interested in this topic, mm. which I hope you are, Thriving Through Uncertainty, I'm doing a weekend retreat. You can sign up now, and you should, um, to save your space. It, it'll be at Omega in upstate New York. Uh, it's 90 minutes from New York City. Um, it's an amazing, gorgeous place. It's holistic. And we are going to spend the whole weekend really 
creating inspired time together and starting all over to uncover your inspired roadmap to really get in touch with where where is life calling you right now? What's your next step right now? That retreat is August 10th through the 12th. So you can check it out and hopefully sign up for the experience of your lifetime. Uh, and like I said, there's all kinds of events and retreats I have on my website, but make sure you get the newsletter. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter and tell me where you're located, and then that way we can keep you uh, informed about where I'm, uh, where I'll be. I'm also on Facebook every day, so join me there. I do Facebook Lives and Twitter and all kinds of good stuff. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> I highly recommend you take Tama Keeves up on her offer. At least go and get her her free stuff on fear because you're going to get inspired. You're going to get motivated to make that shift, that paradigm shift that she's talking about. And every single one of her books is about that in different ways with tons and tons of practical tools and things you can do. And the thing is, is like Tamara was saying, yes, we have to open up to spirit, be contemplative, but we also have to do new things and to shift our vibration and to experience uh, life in a different way, look at it in a different way. Pain is a wrong perspective. Tama helps us shift our perspective, and that is what changes our life. So uh, it's I'm looking at the clock. It's time for us to go. And, and uh, so I want to thank you so much, Tama, for joining me so today and, and sharing. To here. Grateful. Mm-hmm. May I just share one quickie thing? I just yeah. A, just a quick tip of just. Um, I really just want people to know that you know your dreams and your ideas are not frivolous. If something is whispering to you or a desire, it's not frivolous. It's imperative, and we need your gifts on this planet now more than we ever have. We need your light more than we ever have. We need your connection more than we ever have. So, if you're feeling that whisper, please don't let that voice tell you it's frivolous. It's the most important thing you will ever do for yourself and for all of us. I'm so grateful for all of you who are tuning in and listening and receiving this and really daring to live from love instead of fear in your lifetime. And I'm so grateful to, for Jennifer for creating uh, resources like this um, and avenues like this that um, promote these messages. So thank you. Yes, beautiful. And I'd like to thank everyone who contributes to making this radio show possible. So everyone, there's so many people behind the scenes that make it possible. The transcriber, uh, Carrie, she does such a beautiful job and all the different people on the team and all the people who contribute, uh, make donations small and large you are what make it possible and i'm so grateful for you so i'm speaking this word of prayer for all of us and uh, also don't forget uh, we've got john mundy's class coming up on practicing the principles of a course in miracles and you can learn more about that at jenniferhadley.com So let's take that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and so thankful for Tama's precious life and for our own precious life and for the Holy Spirit guiding us all. We're grateful and thankful to become good listeners and to raise our vibration, to shift that paradigm and to truly shine the light of love. In gratitude, we let it be. We share the benefits with all. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.